This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Runs World Podcast with me, Ben Hobson. And me, Kate Carter. Our guest this week is Dr. Josephine Perry, who is joining us to discuss five ways running makes you smarter. Maybe more than five. We talked about it a lot. But even after that podcast, I feel smarter. (laughs) Well, you haven't run yet today, have you? So just imagine how much smarter you're going to feel later. Good Lord. Uh, (laughs) I better get ready. This is going to be some next level smartness. Um, How are you, Kate? I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. good. Busy weekend. Yes. Tell us about your weekend because this is sort of one of those... It's a slice of nostalgia. It's a slice of running new new newbiness for you. Yes. And all sorts of all, all mingled in with racing. Yeah, it was like a kind of weird one of those moments where things come full circle. So I um I realized so I yesterday I I was uh, one of the official pacers for Zempo at the Royal Parks half. Um and I've been thinking about it beforehand because I haven't done Royal Parks for a few years, but it was I realized kind of afterwards really it was my first ever half marathon and it was almost the day uh, exactly 10 years before um and i ran on that day i ran 140 actually 14502 there you go <laughs> and yesterday i was pacing 145 oh. <laughs> it's, so it was this yeah. is fantastic sort of running i don't know history or something going on <laughs> yeah so it's been a it's been a a wild decade of running <laughs> a wild decade of 145 half marathons <laughs> and, um, fluctuations uh, in between yeah definitely yeah it's good um and what a day for it oh it was just heavenly i think i mean i've done royal parts i don't know maybe three or four times over the years not for a few years but it just seems to always be blessed with the most perfect autumnal day you know yeah. where there's perfect temperatures there's a snap in the air it's cool enough but it's just blue skies um just you know everything you want in an autumn day Next year will be raining. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Cursed it now. <laughs> um, our chat today is all about running. And I mean, we've said smarter, but it's sort of cognitive health and, and those sorts of things and how um, exercise and running included benefits the brain. In your 10 years, have you, has your brain got better, do you think? Do you think you've, you know, you find yourself now using very long words when you didn't think you could? <laughs> I like to think that the running for 10 years has counteracted getting 10 years old oh, right, so i'm good. probably averaging out about the same <laughs> that is good that is good <laughs> i know it's a very interesting chat with, with with dr uh dr josie she sort of lays out the sort of benefits of running and you'll all hear this soon but i thought the, the biggest takeaway for me was that the benefits can be quite immediate in terms of longer life sort of things so it's kind of nice now to hear that there's some big groundwork going into maybe helping the brain later on in life yeah, and it's nice to know, I mean, I think, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm so tired, mm. like, 
that you almost maybe it is jet lag or you just you're so tired you feel that kind of jet laggy brain fog mm. almost like a kind of delayed thing when you move your head and if you just go for a very gentle little run you know just to sort of put around a 5k mm. um you ju- it just the fog just lifts yeah and it, it's just like you're still physically exhausted but there's just none of that brain fog it's just gone and i've always sort of vaguely wondered whether that was just very short term that's just sort of it's dealt with that little specific problem or if it is you know a more longer term thing yeah it was, it was, it's a strange one because when she was talk you and anyone listens will hear she talks about how the sort of flow of blood obviously increases to the brain and you don't really think about that you often think about the extremities and the limbs and your muscles needing the blood and stuff but your brain gets a bit more blood as well because it needs help working and you kind of go oh well that's why if you move a bit you're better you're a bit more apt in thinking and a bit more you know agile in your brain thought and it's like oh well it's because you've a bit more blood's gone in there that's yeah i don't really consider that I suppose that's right. And also, you, it kind of feels like your brain works in a different way when you're running. Yeah. I mean, it does. Like, we know that, obviously, uh, she talks about from the science. But uh, the way that, like, you can be kind of quite stressed about things or perhaps worry. You know, sometimes when you have got, like, one specific thing you're worrying about, maybe like a, a family or a relationship thing, and then you go for a run, and it just it, it's really hard to, to worry about it while you're running. And it always seems to bring some kind of clarity to it, some kind of perspective um and it's yeah it's just really hard to be stressed and run at the same time unless it's going badly well but even then <laughs> yeah true it's almost afterwards you're like oh that was rubbish you know because like if you, oh i was i thought i was running faster than that or that you know the paces i was hitting in that session were terrible but you kind of almost don't you can't also think about it at the time yeah. you just afterwards you kind of think oh and then you might be a bit blue like just from your fitness point of view i do think that there's a second sort of a side to it where runners are possibly some of the the most the stupid people that I've ever met <laughs> in the things that they decide to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's that thing where like, you, I think there's a, I was thinking of this the other day after London Marathon, there's like, I think everyone I know who's run their first marathon, has, like this is the sort of, they fall into two camps, they cross the finish line and they either go, I'm never doing that again in my <laughs> yeah. life, or sign me up immediately for another one yeah, yeah. and both of those reactions are probably a bit stupid <laughs> yeah it's like uh, 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 uh rick uh you know in his 100 mile stuff you know he's just like just really want to do it i'm so listening what a ridiculous thing to start thinking about rick but you know this is this is the this is these are the the smart thought processes of, of the running brain i guess yeah it's a sort of escalation isn't it well yeah. i've done this and i've got to do the next thing and i've got yeah, to do yeah. the next and you never stop back and think hang on a second is this really smart thing oh yeah i mean this whole podcast is centered around running smart like the the brain of it not a not anyone else looking in upon running going that doesn't look very smart <laughs> yeah what you're doing there isn't very smart whereas we've all gone this is so smart this yeah. is the smartest thing we could do yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, let's uh, get our guest of the week on. Guest of the week, here in the studio. Guest of the week, sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete, could be a physio, or a complete unknown. It's a great pleasure to welcome you back to the Runners World podcast, Dr. Josie Perry. It's good to be back. Um, I don't know, I've lost count how many times you've been on now many times but i think that this this is the most important one because you're a doctor and you run thus proving everything <laughs> that we're going to talk about well i'm currently 
injured runner who's got six weeks off with a broken toe. So does that make me instantly less smart? Well, you did tell us how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Um, but thank you for joining us and for uh, chatting through how running can hopefully make us all a bit smarter. We've We've written a multitude of different things about how running benefits everyone really in, in, in different ways but can we can we claim intelligence intelligence is often kind of born within us so i wouldn't say we can claim that but there are different types of intelligence i think some some scientists worked out there's about seven types of intelligence um, but one we focus on a lot in psychology is emotional intelligence and absolutely, you can learn a lot through running that helps your emotional intelligence. So I would say, yes, we can kind of claim that a bit. Um, but actually, we can we can claim it makes you smart is a very generic word for it. But if we think we've got three types of health, we have physical health, which absolutely running helps with. We have mental health, which for most of us it helps with unless we take it too far. And then we have cognitive health. And cognitive health is, it's our mental functioning, really. So it's how we process our thoughts. It's our memory, our ability to pay attention, to concentrate, to be creative, and how we kind of problem solve. And there is lots of research that suggests that running and other cardiovascular exercise can really help with those cognitions. So we probably can claim that it makes us smarter. Great. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> <laughs> With with cognitive health, I'm interested because often when you're actually doing, anyone who's done a marathon will know like towards the end, you literally have the cognitive abilities of a snail or something. I mean, I can't add two and two in the last few stages of a marathon. So presumably there's a sort of, there's the short term and the long term, right? <laughs> yeah. So I love this fact that apparently your brain is about 2% of your body weight, but it takes 20% of the energy that we put in it. And it loves glucose. So when you are getting towards the end of a marathon, you need that energy over your whole body. So your brain is definitely starting to lose out on the energy coming into your body. It doesn't have enough to, as we would say, think straight. And when we get low blood sugar levels and when we don't have enough energy, we actually start to think with a part of our brain called our amygdala. It's the part of our brain that looks for threat. It's looking for kind of worries and problems, right? It, it diverts energy focus away from our prefrontal cortex which is the part of our brain that's very rational and sensible and helps us make great decisions so that's why when we get very depleted we won't make the best decisions um, and and we might be much more emotional than we would be otherwise so yes when we start to deprive our brain of the energy that it needs we're not going to be as smart as we could be completely tangential but is that why when you're tired you always want sugar one like, of the reasons. One of the reasons. You, well, you my, one of my reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just you. <laughs> yeah. I did a talk at the Science Museum on running a few years ago with Joe Pavey. And we were just standing in the wings waiting to go on stage to do it. And she started eating chocolate. And I'm looking at her like, whoa, you're Joe Pavey, you're eating chocolate. <laughs> and she's like, well, well, how else am I supposed to fuel my brain before I go on and give a performance? I was like, oh, my God, that's that's genius. Yeah, of course we should be doing that. We want to kind of make sure that we're fully fueled so we can go and use the right part of our brain to talk brilliantly. 
Um, so we should all have a bar of chocolate when we go to work every morning. <laughs> she had a piece of chocolate. Oh. I think oh. she was a bit more held back. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> when we talk about the sort of the parts of the brain that sort of operate at different levels, is there studies or evidence of of running and, and exercising generally stimulating the areas of the brain into a greater rate than normal? There's lots of theories about why it helps our cognitive health. One of them is there's just actually a better blood supply circulating, which then triggers certain parts of our brain to work more effectively. Um, another one is it speeds up key neurotransmitters in our brain to work more effectively. Um, there's a really nice piece of research I like that says we used to think that once we kind of passed infanthood, we, we were unable to make any new neurons. So we're kind of born pretty much with the neurons we have. And then we get a few more as a, a small child. And then they just gradually start to die as we get older, which is why our cognitive abilities lessen as we age. It's, aging is one of the biggest things that harms our cognition. And then some research showed that actually there is one thing that can create new neurons and it's exercise. And the, where the neurons are created is the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is the part of our brain that stores all our memory and our knowledge and our learning. It's, it's very well connected to the prefrontal cortex that helps you make great decisions based on the things that are held there. So actually, it can help us remember better. It can help us think through things more clearly. It can help us keep the right memories, memories that help us rather than hinder us. Um, so I think that one feels quite positive about how well running can help. So with the study, you said there's some studies obviously that show um, running or I guess any cardiovascular activity, whatever, can help with cognition. In terms of running, is there kind of a like a prescription? Like when it, the scientists looked at this, was there a kind of set amount per day beyond which it just doesn't add any more? For cognition specifically, they actually, the research so far has found it needs to be exercise that uses your cognition while you're doing it. So it wouldn't necessarily be going out for a long run. It would actually be doing running drills or really thinking through. So it might be more of an interval session or a track session where you're actually having to use your cognition at the same time. doesn't mean that, that longer runs don't help. They haven't researched that yet as far as I can see. Um, but it seems to be most effective right now if you're actually doing something kind of drill focused that uses your cognition. I guess because especially on those longer runs, that's when the mind wanders, right? You go through those thought processes where you kind of almost daydreaming and, and coming up with ideas, uh, finding a solution to a problem that you've had in your head for a while. Or I mean, does that play into that cognitive health or is that just your mind wandering? No, it absolutely does. It's, it's That's the creativity. Um, and often we might be working on trying to solve a problem and kind of feel like we get nowhere and it's like right I'll go out for my run when you are on that run your brain is still working away in the background it's still going you're just not focusing on it often you'll kind of come up with a solution after that and it might be that idea that you've got more blood flowing to that part of your brain which works on problem solving and so it's able to solve it it might just be that actually when you've got a bit more perspective you're able to see things but I I remember before I was a psychologist and I worked in kind of a corporate job, I used to get back from a run and I'd message my, my boss with things I'd been thinking about and all these problems I'd solved. And my, the immediate reply would be, you've just been running, haven't you? <laughs> and I'd be like, yes. But it, 
it was that obvious that actually when you have all this stuff in your head and if you've got a tough job where you're you're trying to solve lots of problems running gives you that space and that perspective and if we're feeling if we're feeling quite strained or stressed with things and we tend to get a very narrow focus on stuff and actually going outside seeing the outside world having that wider focus being forced to see more helps us think slightly differently and we can actually come up with some very good solutions if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in juvederm tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding common side effects include injection site redness swelling pain tenderness firmness lumps bumps bruising discoloration or itching as with all fillers there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities blindness stroke temporary scabs or scarring For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I, I remember when I was um, writing a, a piece for Runner's World about sort of what happens in our brain when we run. I remember talking to scientists there explaining that um, when you run exactly what you've just talked about, when you're kind of trying to deal with a problem and you go out and you have to go it's specifically kind of an easy run, I think. You can't kind of stress your body out too much. But if you go on one of those runs, the areas of your brain that kind of uh, spark up in whatever when, when you're stressed all get damped down. And then the ones that deal with, is it called the de- default mode network or something like that? Um, and they they start making connections. And that's kind of specific, I think, when you're in that, what you kind of, the more hippie word, I think is like flow state or something. And specifically in that sort of area, it's really hard to get to flow. It's, I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it? It's the the part of running when you get back, you're like, wow. If somebody could create some kind of algorithm to get there, or a drug, they'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is it's very hard to kind of try and create that. But absolutely, when you find it, it's great. It's one of the reasons we say. When you're stressed, you should exercise because actually that amygdala 
the, the bit of your brain that focuses on stress and threat will quieten down and you've then got kind of quite literally more headspace to kind of focus on the things that that really matter to you and I suppose that's also equally why when you run <coughs> too long I mean I'm too inverted commas there but like I remember seeing a study where they looked at brains of ultra marathoners like who'd done some like epic multi-day huge ultra marathon and their brains had like shrunk or something it was quite a terrifying statistic but they did look they then did it again like the same scans or whatever a couple of weeks later and they were back to normal so it was clearly a temporary effect well I have to say when I work with ultra runners when we look at why they haven't completed runs or races it is actually usually down to the nutrition because you get to a certain point of where your stomach just feels rubbish. There's only so many gels you can eat or how long you can go without your body and your stomach starting to feel really bad. And so it feels bad. You do not want to eat, but you also haven't fueled your brain enough at that point to make the decision, I must eat, otherwise I am going to have to drop out. And so it usually comes down to not making great decisions because you haven't fueled. But the other element on really, really long races is sleep. So there's some really interesting research when they have sleep deprived people and you see that their cognitive health is as bad as somebody that's um, had a concussion. So very similar, you'll see people with kind of brain fog, very slow responses that we would often put down to concussion, but they've had no head injury. It's purely a lack of sleep. Um, and that's one of the reasons running helps us because it can tire us out. It can make us sleepier when we're outside particularly if we run outside in daylight we get the lumens go through our eyes into the right part of our brain that helps build up sleep pressure so it then helps us fall asleep at the right time at night it helps with our circadian rhythm and we get into a really good rhythm with it if we if we don't get that or we're running kind of on a treadmill in a gym we're not going to get that same benefit and it won't help us sleep if we get the sleep benefit we get brilliant cognition does that also mean that winter i mean because in winter running even if you're not on a treadmill you're just much more likely not to be getting well vitamin d in the sunlight so actually any daylight can still be really really helpful um for building up that sleep pressure um so yeah if you get a choice about when you run being able to run in daylight is really beneficial for that sleep element and the better we sleep the better our cognition, the less kind of brain fog we have, the more creative we can be. That's good to know, especially with winter around the corner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I love running on the treadmill in winter. <laughs> well, Kate, careful, because it will make you stupid. <laughs> um, you mentioned how um, memory is, and those that the part of the brain which helps with memory and learning and those sorts of things is, is affected when we exercise. Is that does that then correlate with studies about sort of uh, conditions like Alzheimer's and those sorts of things and how exercise and running can offset or delay that sort of the impact of those conditions? Perfectly, yes. Um, there's research recently when they combined I think eleven different studies, and it showed regular exercise significantly reduces the risk of dementia by about thirty percent and Alzheimer's by about forty five percent. Wow, that's um, huge. Yeah, and there's a big study in Wales. I think they, they followed 2,000 men 
not literally stalking them, but they <laughs> they kind of checked in with them over their lifetimes. So they call it kind of a lifetime study. And they followed them for 35 years and looking at kind of what health behaviours they have and how that impacts them. Um, and they found that exercise had the greatest impact in reducing dementia risk. So those who followed a lot of the healthier behaviors. And obviously when we run, we tend to have other healthier behaviors. We tend not to smoke. We do tend to eat better. Um, we tend to hopefully to drink less alcohol. So when you have those healthier behaviors, you're up to 60% less likely to get dementia. So we, we're, we're kind of prefronting it as in, we wanna be doing the running in middle-aged so that it helps us in older age. I haven't seen so many studies that are based on the older age group staying active. Um, but there are so many other things that impact things like our cognition and how healthy we feel, things like loneliness. And so there are some brilliant charities out there doing work with older runners, keeping people running, park run as well, keeping people running for much longer when they're older so that they're not so lonely so that they don't get that kind of brain fog they are able to keep focusing on different things so actually it we should be doing it throughout our whole life I do remember seeing a study I think in possibly even in care home settings where I mean it wasn't running and it was a suddenly make an 80 or 90 year old go for runs and they've never done it before in their lives but they they did a program of gentle uh, heart raising uh, sort of maybe some aerobic type exercises and I think also dancing um, which you know people just generally enjoy doing and they did have like measurably better health outcomes and so on from it and that was even just people who'd never done anything before uh, who had been introduced to very late in life. Yeah because it helps the social side we feel better connected it helps us feel good at something we love that we're doing it out of choice we're not being forced to do things it's fun there's like so many pillars that that help us feel better and and when we look at those three types of health so so if we've got physical mental and cognitive health they do all feed into each other if we've got poor physical health it's very we know that your mental health tends to drop because it's very hard to feel positive, have a great mood, look forward to things, be grateful for stuff when actually we feel really, really rubbish. And if our mental health is poor, we're not able to do the things that help our cognitive health, like exercise or like cut down on our alcohol. So they do all feed into each other. Is there uh, any other glaringly large benefits to the brain that we've missed out? I think the area that seems to be looking at much more is where you have um, some kind of, not disorders, but where there's been development changes as people have grown. So things like ADHD, particularly, and looking at how things like exercise, because they help you focus so much better, um, they're really, really beneficial to that. And if we can learn from those kind of studies actually the benefits probably translate to the whole population anyway um but they're doing lots of things about seeing how exercise helps children particularly with with adhd kind of decrease any aggressiveness take more responsibility how it helps with antisocial behavior how it helps with cooperation how it copes with focus and attention so it can it can really help some groups in particular really really well I think though even the stuff like the Daily Mile, then schools introduce that, like huge benefits to the kids' attention span 
all these sort of the results of the data that they could say that those kids who came in who had that little moment to get rid of some energy first thing to settle to settle down and that obviously then would improve their cognitive abilities yep we purposely my daughter has about a 30 minute scoot to school but we purposely do that rather than getting the bus because I want her to get into school and start learning as soon as she gets into school rather than having all of that time kind of messing about and having too much energy that she needs to work off Um, and all of the research points to yeah we absolutely need to exercise first to do something and then we need it interspersed throughout the day so the worst thing kind of teachers can do is say to kids who are not behaving or not able to focus right you lose your your break time or your lunch time because it completely stops them learning they need that to be able to get back on track and focus is there a sort of daily amount of movement that aids cognitive development? When so Most of the studies around this are not on people like you guys that are regularly, regularly running. So most of the studies are on a, a general population that probably don't have much exercise going on. Um, actually, the, the World Health Organization recommended amount of about 150 minutes a week is, tends to be what they come out with. You want to be doing over about 20 minutes at a time. And it often for cognition, it is dose dependent. So the more you do, the better until you get to a point where it starts to be kind of really diminishing returns. Um, so and there is some research, I think, from Japan where it, it actually looked over all of the week that until you get to kind of eight, nine hours, actually, that's dose dependent too. you're doing really well. It will really help you. But at certain points, you will get to a point where you're doing so much running, it starts to become detrimental because you start to get compulsion to run. You start to get disordered eating coming into the mix. You start to measure your health self, whole self-worth on whether you're a good runner or not. So you don't want to go too far down. But most people kind of doing four or five runs a week are going to be at about the right level. I'm trying to think of examples of incredibly intelligent people who ran. (laughs) A mental picture of Einstein on a treadmill now, which is really weird. (laughs) I'm sure some of the some of the great brains have obviously, you know, probably. Well, they probably got out and had a move around at least. Oh, no, I've thought of one. Sorry, uh, it's a bit tangential, but uh, Magnus Carlsen. You know, he's clearly um, got that kind of incredible ability that chess players have to see you know 400 moves ahead of anybody else um and he's he does a lot of exercise doesn't he i think he runs and he boxes and he does all sorts of of sort of you know quite hard cardio sport i'd say like ronnie o'sullivan oh of course yes that sort of preempt that all that judging a table of and every four shots ahead yeah seeing angles that you can't even see yeah yeah that sort of stuff and they sort of really but people who've latched on to running as well not necessarily like an intelligent person who uses running now and again, but like that's a Ronnie O'Sullivan's obsession with running was core. Yeah. Is that sort of part of what ties in, do you think, an obsessive or not necessarily the obsessive behaviour of runners? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> right, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Um well no, great. Dr. Josie, thank you so much for joining us and to talk about running and and the well cognitive benefits the the making us smarter whatever we want to say but it's been uh it's been great to sort of like well tick another box for for running and uh general getting about and moving so thanks so much oh thanks for having me
So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest, Dr. Josephine Perry, and to you, of course, for listening. You can once again subscribe to three issues of Runners World for just £5. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. You, of course, can listen to the Runners World podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google, or your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK. Please subscribe if you haven't already. It does make us very, very happy. Thank you for listening. And you will hear from us again next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.